It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. Kind of what I'm feeling for today's show. I've got a few, uh, I've got two stories that I want to talk about. One's kind of a hypothetical, and then one's a, a big picture college football thing and how I think it impacts Auburn. Second segment will be the longest segment of today's show and it will be a conversation between myself and John Neighbors, who is the host of Locked On Razorbacks. And we will get his thoughts on Auburn's newest um, newest edition. And let me tell you, he is not super high on Sills. In fact, he he's he's pretty tough on him. He's pretty tough on him. I was uh, the conversation did not go like I thought it would. So tune into that. I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to think. And then I'll kind of talk about it in my third segment on today's show. So a lot of message boards today and and rumors and folks on Twitter are looking at Donovan Kaufman. He was probably the best player on Vanderbilt's defense last year. He was a freshman and uh, he has entered the NCAA transfer portal. And so he put out a tweet and he literally thanks Derek Mason in it. So obviously it's like, Okay, does Auburn have a chance with this guy? He wrote on Twitter, quote, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has supported me throughout this process. I want to thank God, my family, my teammates, and the Vanderbilt fans. A big thank you to Coach Mason and his staff for giving me the opportunity to play at a university like Vanderbilt. Another thank you to Coach Lee and his staff for teaching me so much in this short time. So, he goes on a little bit more, but he played nickel last year. He uh, He had 15 tackles, and he also had... A kickoff return for a touchdown against LSU. So limited, limited time. Had a medical issue, um, based on kind of what I've read about it. So that that was the limited playing time. But here's the thing: like he thanks Derek Mason. Does does he follow him? And was listening to uh, the guys on the drive. Bill Cameron, Dan Peck, Jason Caldwell was their guest on yesterday's edition of the show on ESPN 106.7. And they were talking about how this guy's a force, a former four-star recruit uh, on Rivals. He was the second highest recruited player in their class when he was a freshman. And so it's like, he's a solid player. He's a very, very talented player. And if he follows Derek Mason, I think he's got a chance to play the year after this season. Because, I, I mean, there's just so much depth in the defensive backfield. Smoke Monday and Ladarius Tennyson, but then it's like Chris Thompson also back there, and it's like, could he possibly be the fourth safety? Uh, maybe, depending on what they do with all these corners. So, But after that, there's going to be a ton of dudes that leave, and um, spe- specifically Smoke Monday, and so there's going to be some openings at safety. So that's kind of my thoughts there. It just kind of depends on how much instant playing time he wants, but they'll find a way to get this guy on the field. I think he's pretty talented. So... And maybe special teams is the way to do that. With that kickoff return against LSU, you've got to like that. So, want to put uh, put that out there. Keep an eye on this guy. And, of course, his name is Donovan Kaufman. So, that'll be fun to see. 
Uh, also, big picture stuff here. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey, she has, uh, she has signed a bill for college athletes, NIL, name, image, likeness bill, signed it into law, and uh, it goes into effect on July 1st. So it comes a week after the Alabama Senate. Okay, the bill is like a 26 to nothing unanimous vote that they passed it through. And so it now, uh, it now makes it legal and okay for student athletes to profit off of name, image, and likeness within a set of certain parameters. And so um, officials at Auburn and, of course, in Alabama, they, um, they release statements supporting the legislation. So I think that is interesting. Um, President Jay Gouge said in a statement, the bill will help ensure that student-athletes in our state are positioned to take advantage of enhances competitive opportunities. And Alabama said similar things. So this is interesting. You're starting to see more and more states do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and I'm waiting for the national, you know, the federal government to say something so it's more uniform. It's going to be kind of weird when it's hodgepodge. And there's been a, a couple of people that I've heard say, well, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for it, you know, to be uniform across all 50 states because it makes the most sense. And I'm like, while that makes the most sense, College football is a little hodgepodgey, so I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if something, you know, if it wasn't a federal thing, even though I think, you know, politically you almost have to do it at this point. But regardless, I think this puts Alabama, the state of Alabama, I mean, and then obviously the schools inside of it, in a good spot, in a good spot. So that goes into place on July 1st. And I think um, I think it is just going to help on the recruiting trail for all the universities in the state. So that's that. I know. I think the the whole conversation like should you pay players or not is like super boring. I know people love it. I, I just I just I'm just this is news and I think it's important and I wanted to tell you guys. So that is that. I think it's good. That is my opinion on it. I think it makes sense. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. It is, uh, it's so easy to buy any kind of auto part for your car, truck, or SUV with all the different types of uh, makes and models. I mean, there's a million different types of parts for all these cars, trucks, and SUVs. And rockauto.com has a super easy to navigate website, making it super, super easy um, to, to find everything that you need. So go to rockauto.com right now. Check out all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And write Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Joining us now, the host of Locked On Razorbacks, John Neighbors. How are you, my friend? 
Man, I'm doing awesome. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And a lot of Auburn fans very, very excited about a, a guy that you know a lot about, Desi Sills, uh, announcing that he will now be playing for Auburn uh, moving forward. I mean, tell us, uh, kind of tell us your thoughts on this guy. I mean, what all he did for Arkansas. Well, actually, you know, that's kind of a, a I'd like to ask you a question first. Why are people excited about him and Auburn? Just out of curiosity. Um, what about him makes people excited? He, I, I think he popped against Auburn. You know, I think he averaged like twenty points in the in the two outings that um that he played against the Tigers last year. And I think the Tigers need a shooter. Uh, that's kind of the the one thing that this roster is missing. And it seems like from a, th- a three point percentage, you know, statistical standpoint, it seems like a good fit. Well, and I get that. I guess it's just. You know, one of those things that people who are in here in Arkansas and watch Desi Sills over the past few years, everyone liked Desi. Desi is a guy that's from Arkansas, and he always played really hard and always you know put his body on the line and everything. But it, it just seemed like this year, especially, Desi had a problem doing the the basic things. Which you know, there are times, and you mentioned it when Arkansas played Auburn. It seemed like he that was the only time he loved playing was Auburn. Because he popped, he was man. Always paired up. Yeah. yeah. Every single time, and that's what was so funny is because it's like in all the other games, he either didn't really play or if he played, he had a lot of problems. And John, so, it's funny. I, you know, I was looking at his numbers when, when he officially committed, and it's like, oh, he only averaged like seven points a game. I imagine it was a lot more based on you know the, the sample size that, that I watched him last year. I know, and, and that's the thing is like it's Desi is a guy that is obviously capable of doing that. Like he's do, capable of doing that against uh, other teams too, because in his uh, first year at Air, under Eric Musselman, which of course was two years ago, he had a lot of those games. And in fact, there were times when Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe, of course, those were the guys that always would bring it. Desi would kind of be that third guy in a lot of games, so people were always excited about him. But it, it just seemed like something happened. And what I mean by that is that if you, I don't know if there's an official stat on it, but uh, there's a guy here in Arkansas that keeps the official stats on it. Desi Sills missed more layups than any other Razorback guard over the past 30 years. Wow. Like we're, we're talking about point-blank layups. Uh, there was a time, I remember, in the uh, Arkansas-Missouri game, the, when Arkansas lost that game at home, that which everybody missed layups in that one, but he had somewhere around eight in one game. So people were wondering that maybe there's something shot with his confidence. Maybe he just wasn't uh, the same after that. But whatever it was, people, when they saw Desi leave, they were bummed at the same time. They're like, well... You know, he, he we we had a lot of other guys that stepped up, and we had a lot of other guys that looked a lot better and were able to do those basic things. So, not to poo-poo on anybody that's excited about that. Sure, I hope he does well. Like really well. Like I hope he does well. But it's just from the Arkansas perspective, most fans see it as not a major loss. They'll be just fine, and they can't wait to see him next year. Sure. So, what uh, what were kind of the rumblings when it was announced that he was entering the transfer portal? I mean, was there kind of a uh, you know? reasons as to why was it playing time i mean what was that conversation like well i think people kind of understood why uh and just based on desi's post on social media people could tell he was mad uh he he was just basically going on on instagram saying i'm gonna go somewhere where i'm appreciated that i'm a bucket you know i'm gonna go someplace that i can prove that to everybody so what i think people took from that and just kind of what i've heard is that Eric Musselman is, they call him the importer, you know, because he does all these transfers and everything. Yeah. I think he probably just pretty much said, listen, Desi, we need your spot. You know, you're a guy that may be best off moving on. And 
by that, Bezzi, of course, was pretty upset, and I can understand why he would be upset, but it just seemed like because Eric Musman really wanted to hit that transfer portal hard and get some new players in here that can really add to the mix and take a step further, uh, I think that that's what it was. It's just it was more of a like, hey, we appreciate what you did here, but you also may be better served going elsewhere, even if it is in the SEC. John, we talked about Desi's offensive game. What do you see from him on the defensive side of the court? What can Auburn fans expect from that? Well, you're going to get effort. That, that's the thing that Desi always gives is effort. He goes 100 miles a minute, and he never gives up on plays. Like I said, he, he gives his body up all the time, whether it's for charges or getting to the rack offensively for, for layups or whatever it is. He is not afraid to be aggressive and to get physical with it. Uh, the only thing that he's kind of limited in, though, is he just doesn't have the lateral speed that you would hope to see out of an SEC veteran guard. So that can be problematic when guarding the three points. But uh, overall, you're just getting a guy that's going to have energy and aggressiveness. He's going to be moving a lot. He doesn't go lackadaisical on defense or anything like that. So uh, you're going to get somebody that's going to bring it every single night. He may not always execute it, but he at least is going to bring it. Sure. I mean, is he, in your mind, and I, I didn't expect this uh, th- this kind of uh, approach to this conversation, but I'm glad you're being honest. I think it's great. Do you think he's a starting shooting guard in the SEC? Do you think he's at that caliber of a player? No, <laughs> just just to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that he is a fine uh, player that comes off the bench and, and is able to uh, you know, provide a spark, especially when you need some of those guys. Uh, you know, midway through the first half or whatever it is, I think that at Auburn he can be a guy that can do what he did similar in Arkansas, where he can come off the bench and provide some points and some provide some energy. But you know, I, listen, Arkansas was made it to the Elite Eight. They were a top ten team last year, so sure. You know, it, it's hard to you know deny the fact that this this team and Eric Musselman knows what they're doing. But my take was is that Arkansas. They gave him so many opportunities to start. Like he was mm-hmm. starter in the beginning. He was an all uh, second team All SEC player preseason. Like he had the opportunities to play, but he could not make the most of them. And how I always looked at that, I'm like, man, if you get those opportunities and you can't, you can't do it at Arkansas, then you know what makes anyone think that you're going to be able to be a starter at a place like Auburn? Because Auburn's a good team with a good coach and Bruce Pearl and a, and a good program. So I, I just think it'd be really difficult for him to go from Arkansas being a role player that averaged, you know, 13 minutes a game or whatever mm-hmm. it was, to going to Auburn and then all of a sudden he's playing 34 minutes a game and, and putting up some, some big numbers. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and that's the interesting conversation that's happening down here because Bruce Pearl's getting all of these transfers and they've got two really talented freshmen coming in and it's like it's kind of looking like four of the five starters next year are going to be all guys that weren't on Auburn's team this past season, which is crazy, and that's kind of bringing in this new era of you know, free agency that's essentially happening with this transfer portal across college basketball. So it's going to be interesting with this kind of new perspective on you know Auburn's shooting guard situation because there's like, you can make the case for like all four dudes that are all shooting guards on this team, and then it's like, you know, you got Alan Flanagan, who's an Arkansas guy, um, it's like he can play the two. He can also play the three. So it, it's this weird situation, and it's like you kind of wonder what the sales pitch was because like you can't guarantee minutes at all, at all at this point. So I, I kind of wonder what the conversation between Desi and Bruce Pearl was. I'd love to know. Yeah, that that is curious, and and it's funny that you, you mentioned the transfers and all that because you know Arkansas this past year you know went through the lead eight and were a top, was a top ten team, and from the previous season. 
Desi Sills was the only one that was still on the team, and he barely played. So, I mean, it's wow. like it's just crazy how college basketball is. And that's kind of the thing that I was wondering about. Because first off, like both Arkansas had two guys transfer out, Desi Sills and Ethan Henderson. Ethan Henderson, I, I like the kid, but he had no offensive game. He was a decent defensive player. He was really good athletically, but just he never saw the floor unless Arkansas was desperate and in foul trouble. When he transfers to Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, what? He averaged, I think, like three minutes a game, if that. Right. So what is it that Texas A&M saw in him? And it's kind of the same thing with Desi at Auburn, where I'm like, I know Bruce Burrow, and I, I know he's a good coach, and I know that you know he's a guy that's utilized the transfer portal, but I guess unless maybe they just needed a spot or they, they like something in Desi. I, I just don't know why Bruce Pearl would, you know, go after a guy like Desi unless he just saw something in him that could really help him out in this system. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe Bruce Pearl saw something that he could utilize that in a style or system like Eric Musselman, he couldn't find a way to, to make it on the floor. Maybe that's it. I don't know. So he had the, uh, like the, the streak of red hair dye in his hair, do you think it stays red, or do you think he like changes it to an auburn color? Do you know? Do you know what the story with that is? <laughs> I, I, he's probably going to change it because people started saying that you know once he stopped dyeing his hair red is when he started playing poorly. <laughs> like it, it was just one of those things that it seemed like he stopped it, and then it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it was pretty much gone. Okay. Uh, my guess would be is he probably would go with an auburn color. I would assume. What do you think I would mean, look better, orange or blue? In your uh, professional opinion here. I think orange. You got to stand out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, blue would just kind of like I don't know. I, I feel like if you had blue, you'd look like some sort of like professor at some like college up in the northeast or something <laughs> like that. If you get, had the blue thing going, so yeah, give me. I think orange would probably be the better bet for him. John, where can people follow you on socials? Uh, you're a great follow on Twitter, and uh, of course, where can they find uh, all your content? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors. That's N A B O R S. Uh, just have a lot of fun on there. Talk a lot of Razorback stuff, and uh, also my podcast, Locked On Razorbacks Podcast. You can follow wherever podcasts are found. Uh, pretty much, if there's any form of social media or anything you want to find me on, I'll be there. So just hit me up. Today's show brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag, the best place to place all of your sports wagers. In the entire world, betonline.ag even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. The big thing right now, there's a ton of over-unders for the NFL draft. So we're a week away from that. I think there's some some interesting things that kind of makes you wonder what's all, what all's going on behind closed doors in Vegas. So I think it's fun. I think it's fun to think about and to look at those lines. So encourage you to do so. Head to their website right now, betonline.ag. You can use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Continuing along here, Something that um that I before I respond to to the conversation with with John just a moment ago, 
iTunes was super weird yesterday, and a lot of you guys weren't able to hear yesterday's podcast. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Michael Pappas joined me. He made his return. A lot of you guys did not get yesterday's show, and that's a total bummer. It really kind of really kind of nuked the numbers because <clears throat> most of you guys listen on Apple. And so um, hopefully it's all settled by the time this uh, the show goes up. So my apologies on that. But it's up on Spotify, and I put all the shows up on collegeandmagnolia.com, Auburn's SB Nation site, if there's ever any kind of problems with that. So the whole Desi Seals conversation, he wasn't high on him. And so when you look at the numbers, like he was significantly better against Auburn than any other opponent um, last season. And he was a role player on a really, really good basketball team. And so does it change my tune a little bit based on yesterday? And if you guys called me out in the Discord for saying, you know, I'm a little high on Sills, and maybe I am. Maybe I am. It, it changes my tune a little bit. Um, I didn't get the vibe that he was, like, mad that Desi Seals left Arkansas, the team that he covers. I didn't get that vibe at all. Um, if you guys disagree, let me know. I'm just kind of curious. But I think uh, maybe I am too high. Maybe I am too high on Desi Seals. It's too early to tell. My gut reaction is I, I think it's just as far as the sales pitch goes – he had to be guaranteed something. And what, he's got two years of eligibility? Is there any chance in your mind that Desi Seals could have a Malik Dunbar-type career at Auburn? Where it's like his first year, he's a solid role player, and then his final year on the Plains, he was a he was a, a very relevant player. Is there any chance that that could happen? Because Auburn's going to lose a ton after this upcoming season on the basketball court. So I, I think that's something that we could consider that may be worth considering. But yeah, that conversation did not go how I expected it to. But that's why we do this. That's why those other kind of perspectives from, you know, this guy's covered Desi Seal since he stepped foot on, you know, on Arkansas's campus. And I think that's why it's valuable. And so that's why I'm appreciative of the Locked On Podcast Network. So we're going to call today's show there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tomorrow's a Ferg Friday. Our favorite day of the week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. We're also on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 